to the Transfer Nation Videocasts and Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Heather Adams, Senior Program Manager of Transfer Initiatives at the Aspen Institute's College Excellence Program. Today's episode also features special guest host Chrissy Schaumler. Transfer Nation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Transfer Nation videocast and podcast. We're so excited you're here. Thank you so much for joining us and listening in. Today, we're very excited to be interviewing our very own Nina Ding, the social media manager for Transfer Nation. And if you haven't listened to any of our episodes yet, my name is Chrissy. I'm also a social media manager for Transfer Nation. And of course, also joining us is our lovely hostess, Dr. Heather Adams, the founder of Transfer Nation. We are just so thrilled and excited to hear about Nina's story and really hear about why she's passionate about transfer and why she not only is serving as a social media manager with Transfer Nation, but why she chose transfer and why she thinks other students should do the same and how we can empower educators um, in that same journey. Um, So Nina, we're so excited to be interviewing you today. Heather, do you want to start us off with our introduction question for Nina? Absolutely. I cannot wait. Nina, I've known you for a little while now, and I realize I absolutely absolutely don't know that much about your transfer story, which is so wild, because we talk about transfer all the time. And we highlight other folks transfer story. So I just really want to hear a little bit from you today about your transfer journey, how it started, where it started and where it's led you. Yeah, it's surprising that I haven't told my story to you yet. I think Um, I started off in I think what people call in the transfer community, a very traditional route, meaning that I went straight to community college right after high school, took two years at community college, and then spent two years at a four-year institution, and that happens to be UCLA. But to backtrack a little bit, uh, yes, straight out of high school, I went to a very competitive high school in Huntington Beach, uh, Marina High School, shout out to the Vikings. And all of my friend groups, um, everyone I knew was very, very competitive, like they took a ton of AP or advanced placement classes and I didn't thrive academically. Like I didn't really like studying. I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to just like hang out with my friends, like make art, take naps. Like, you know, I was a high school student like that did not want to study, but I try to stay competitive. So I took a lot of AP classes and unfortunately I didn't thrive. Like I got like all C's. I took the SAT three times, but I didn't score that well with them. And constantly I was really insecure. And when it came time to choose a college my senior year, I applied to a lot of the UCs, the University of California's, a lot of the Cal States, a lot of those two mostly. And I unfortunately didn't hear back with a lot of them. And uh, it was very heartbreaking. And I felt like maybe school just wasn't for me. I didn't have a lot of the choices. I went to a college counselor at the high school. They were like kind of representing at my high school there. And they told me like, you know, community college is like nothing 
to be ashamed of. It's a really good option. And she asked me like, what do you want to do as a career? And I was like, I didn't even think about that. I was like, I don't know, like a teacher. Like (laughs) I just named all the really typical like roles you hear. Like if you ask like a first grader what they want to do, like an astronaut, like (laughs) it was so like, I I really was like, wow, here I was like 17 going on 18, like no idea what I wanted to do. No idea what I was passionate about. It was really helpful because I, um, talking to that counselor, because I realized, okay, I have another option. And, um, but secretly I was really ashamed of it, unfortunately. Like I had no pride. And when it came down to um, the college signing day that is really celebrated, I didn't even have the gut to sign my name or post about where I was going. And even though I had a ton of friends, like I didn't really tell anyone until like, summer when it was like very evident that I was going to community college but you know all that shame went away so quickly because the fall I started at community college it was the best thing ever my first class was with an amazing professor an English professor actually and the class was only like 20 20 other students and it was the most interactive experience I've ever had I remember getting my first essay back and it was like a B minus, but the professor was like, can I talk to you after school or after class? Sorry. And he was like, you like, I, I know you like you like answer your questions. You like know this book really well. Like I want you to like practice with me, like on your writing. And like, he would send me these passages of like poem poems and stuff through email and had me like, just talk about it and kind of just like, analyze it like kind of from my mind at the moment and he was like see like you like have the ability to analyze like a lot more than you know and um like the next essay it was like a hundred percent and then I just like grew so much confidence from there and uh it was just such a cool experience and um it reminded me that I always was in love with like films um I was in this big film club in high school where I like did all the physical filming and stuff And I started kind of applying that like love for film and sharing stories into all the classes I took and realizing like everything has a story, like even like calculus has a story, like you're trying to get to point one to point B, basically. It drove me through and I started doing um, an honor society where they volunteer for the community at my community college. And then it brought me to applying to UCLA and and then I graduated in March. Wow. Oh my gosh. That do you remember the name of that professor? It sounds like he really had a profound impact on your journey. Yeah, it's very unfortunate because he did pass away from a heart attack. Yeah. Oh, no. um, but so to honor him a little bit, his name is Professor Dan Corfield. Yeah, and he meant a lot to me and it was actually quite heartbreaking when I found out he had passed away because it was right in the time when I was applying for the colleges and uh He had told me about all the poets that were in San Francisco. And so I was actually really inspired to go to Berkeley at the time because I really wanted to like honor him in that. And um, the summer before I went to UCLA, I did take a trip to San Francisco and like went to the library that he told me about and such. So yeah, that honors him a lot. But yeah, he did really make a profound impact on me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing. And 
I think it's really important to to let those folks know when they have that kind of an influence and impact on you. So mentors and advisors are so important. They come up again and again when we talk about the transfer journey in terms of guiding and inspiring and encouraging and empowering us to choose our own educational journey, whatever that is going to look like for, for us. So it sounds like you had a really great one in that professor. Have you, had you, had college been part of the conversation for you growing up? Was that something that your parents had an expectation for? Had they gone to college? And, and was that something that was part of your upbringing? Or was that something you were really mining and crafting on, uh, on your own with the help of these mentors? That's a great question. So my parents are Vietnamese immigrants, and I'm the first uh, American-born child of theirs. (laughs) My brother is uh, 12 years older than me, and he did go straight into the four-year path right out of high school. And my parents, you know, they thought that's the only route. Like, your brother succeeded, he became an engineer, and they were telling me, like, you know, that's like the only route you need to go to, like, straight out of high school, go to the four-year, graduate, you'll get a job, and start a family, yada, yada. So even though I had kind of the footprints of my brother, I really did mold in my own transfer route. Like it, when I told them about going to community college, it was unfortunate that they were very discouraged about the idea because in their minds, they thought, oh, for like community college is just for people who are older and like need to learn like a few technical skills or like they thought it was only for people who want to go to beauty school. And they thought immediately like, Oh, she's just going to drop out and like not do much in her life. So there was that pressure on me. Cause I was like, I need to prove them wrong. <laughs> and so I took like all the classes that I needed and I never took a break. I like took all the summer classes. I took the winter intercessions and, um, it's actually why I graduated a little bit early because I had like way too many credits <laughs> at community college. But anyways, they um, it was a very unfortunate pressure because I had to really prove that I wasn't going to drop out, which is a very terrible stereotype on community colleges. Yeah. And, and Nina, I feel like you were shattering that stereotype of, of about community college, especially because you were so involved. You said you got to graduate early because you took so many classes and, and you got it done right away. And even though you were doing so many classes and got to graduate and transfer early, you still were getting involved with things like the transfer society. So I'm kind of wondering what did getting involved at the community college level, how did that affect you and your transfer journey? What kind of impact did that leave? Because I think there's also a misconception that students don't need to get involved while they're at community college, kind of like, oh, just get in there, get it done, and then transfer. And then you'll go and get involved and live the um, four-year university life when really that's a huge misconception. There's so many amazing opportunities at the community college level. So if you could just share a little bit about what being involved in that honor society was like and and what that really did for you and maybe even how it it affected, you know, that, that transferring and and, um, later experiences for you. Oh my God. I love that question so much because yes, it's super true. I also had that mindset like, Oh, I should just like quickly go through community college. Like it's okay. I'll have a life when I get to whatever school I get to. Um, And yeah, that stereotype is awful because 
community college is dope, y'all. Or I don't want to say that. Community college is really awesome. <laughs> All right, Abraham, scratch that. Community college uh, is really No, that's the title of this episode. Community <laughs> college is dope. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Community College is amazing. And there are people from all walks of life at Community College. I went to UCLA. Honestly, I met more diverse people in my Community College, at least in my experience. I know that's not for everyone, but I met parents. I met first generation. I met people who were learning English as their first language. I met so many different people. I met like a 15 year old taking classes while they were in high school. And I met like people who were bringing in their children while taking classes. I met people who were in their 80s just taking English classes for fun and psychology classes for fun, you know? I met like PhD students who were just like trying to review their studies again. And um, it's why wouldn't you want to bond with so many people? is my personal thought. And so joining the Alpha Gamma Sigma Honor Society, which is a uh, academic honor society specifically for community college, I think California community colleges specifically, and they offer scholarships for students as well. And um, this changed me because I got to bond with a lot of people from my community colleges within all these walks of life that I mentioned and work with them and building my community at the school and also in the city and doing volunteerism. We do super cool stuff. Like we did um, a menstruation pad drives where we just collected a lot of pads and uh, deliver them to women. Uh, we did a homeless um, shelter drive. We uh, did one where we walked greyhounds. Fun fact, greyhounds uh, very oftentimes get neglected after they are um, no longer used for racing. And so there, there was this big nearby my city this big rescue and they they take up a lot of energy because they're like racing dogs and so we came there to volunteer ourselves with just walking them and we would just talk and walk all over <laughs> the park and it was just amazing and there'd be socials where we went bowling and sometimes we would just go and grab ice cream or play frisbee golf and it just made me realize like I love community college because I have never felt more connected to the city I was raised in I think that was how it changed me. And I really hope that people continue to really get involved while they're at community college because it's so much fun and it's so cool. And I just love seeing so many diverse people from all backgrounds. If Nina's story really spoke to you today and you want to get connected in that type of community that she's talking about, we hope you would join our Facebook group, which is at facebook.com slash groups slash transformation. There's an amazing community of educators, professionals who are working with transfer students, as well as transfer student alumni and transfer students, all in one, one hub of us you know, sharing tips, sharing resources, sharing stories like what you heard from Nina. And we would love for you to be a part of that conversation. And so if this podcast, you know, and, and what you've heard today interests you, feel free to, to join um, that. And we would love for you to be there. That is so true. And I, we're snapping over here if you're not seeing us and you're uh, just listening to this on the podcast and not on the video cast. But both Chrissy and I, I, I think, wholeheartedly con concur with that. And so thank you for sharing that, Nina. 
It sounds like you gained so much from community college. And I'm curious in your transition to your four-year university to UCLA, what did you gain? What did you learn from community college that you were able to transfer, transferable skills, you know, or something I talk about a lot, um, to your four-year experience that really helped kind of ricochet you into success and thriving at UCLA? So easier question to answer would be like, what didn't I learn? Honestly, (laughs) I learned so much. Like I, you know, on all my resumes and every time I talk about jobs, I always mention that I was a transfer student because just that transition, it's in, I mean, it's in our name, like transfer, like transition or yeah, kind of, (laughs) but um, I, I think the biggest thing though, if I had to pinpoint one big thing would be just endurance and being compassionate I guess that's two things I'm so sorry but (laughs) the two things would be endurance and being compassionate those two really helped me thrive and go into UCLA with a full heart and an open mind into doing all my studies and meeting new people like the biggest shock to me at UCLA was just the large capacity of the whole school like you're going from like a nice like 15 to 30 people classes in each class at community college in UCLA it's like oh here's your intro to psych class it's like 100 people or 200 oh you know sometimes 300 you know (laughs) so I and that was the biggest shocker but I was able to take the power of compassion and just talk to people you know, just like a few of those around me get like some phone numbers and get like some email contacts and make like a really close connection to like at least a few people of the hundred. And it really, that was really the thing that made me thrive because I was able to talk to people or I would meet people in my dorms and find out, oh, they're in that class too. Oh my gosh. And then like, you know, talk about the classes. And um, I also was fortunate enough to live in the transfer dorms at UCLA and have that experience of being around other transfer students, which I think is so important because having that shared experience of knowing that, you know, someone living next to you also went to a different school, like just a few months before you, you know, it makes the compassion like so much easier, I think, and uh, accessible. So true. Transfer community all the way. Um, so speaking of community and of other students, one of the things that we love to do in this podcast when we're talking about the student journey and the transfer student narrative is really hear from each student, each transfer, three questions, the answer to three questions. And the first one is, what is one tip or insight for students interested in transfer that you would give? And you've given a lot of great suggestions, but if you had to think of one tip or insight, what would it be? Yeah, I would just say go in with an open heart and meet the people around you because you'll learn a lot of the people. I haven't forgotten any of the people I took with my anatomy classes, all the nurses to be that I got to learn from that were in my psychobiology class. I haven't forgotten any of the people I did all my labs with and where I dissected animals with and uh, counted all the skulls. Like it, it makes a big difference. I didn't have that in high school and I had friends, like I had a lot of friends, but I didn't have the people I could go to to talk about, you know, my academic struggles. I didn't, I kept that all in and I didn't have people to go to, to ask about reviewing what I was learning and, um, 
I would just say, like, just have an open heart. And I was fortunate to have such an amazing professor go to me and talk to me about my ability that I didn't even see at the time. But I just hope people see that in themselves, too, and open up and ask for the help they they need. And so, yeah, just have an open heart. And people are kind. So just remember that as well. And when you say, when you're talking about kindness, I also think back to your amazing professor who, with his own kindness, reached out to you and basically told you that he saw your potential and then he helped you put it to practice. And I, it's just so incredible. And so um, it has, that has to do with our second question, which is what's one thing that you wish educators, so that could include professional faculty or administration, whether it could be a professor, just anyone working in the, you know, the faculty who's actually interacting with the transfer students or at, you know, a, a decision-making level as well. What's one thing you wish they knew about the transfer experience specifically? I would say I, I think transfer students come from, I mentioned this before too, come from such a diverse background and all walks of life. And I just hope all educators have that awareness. I've been very fortunate as a traditional transfer student, like I mentioned, to have experienced like no sort of like neglect in like my access of education. I've never felt really left out. You know, I've been around the same age as my general group of students, but I have spoken to students who are a bit older, who maybe feel like they haven't been made aware of or like been accidentally called like the wrong title. Like, oh, they think it's like the professor. And I just hope all educators are aware like that Transfers come from all walks of life, all have different situations. You know, these could be parents that you're talking to. These could be caregivers. They could be um, learning English for the first time. So I just hope there's that compassion with um, all educators. And I wish they knew that about transfers. That is so beautiful. And it actually makes me think of a a question that's semi-related to our last question to wrap us up. But I'm curious, Nina, in the diversity of our community, what do you think it is about transfer that unites us, that pulls us all together? What is it about this miraculous thing that is transfer identity that allows the veteran, the mother, the traditionally you know, younger student, the older student, the career person, what, what allows us all to connect on such a deep level, do you think? Wow, I think it's just the passion to learn. I I think it takes away age. It takes away, you know, economic class. And it just realizes like, wow, everyone wants to learn what is in this journey. Doesn't matter like what background you came from, you know, what you've been through. As long as you have the drive to learn, drive to inspire others, drive to even like help others, you know, like, that's I think that's what unites everyone so well and um, it's really cool because I am a psychology major as you both know and maybe some of the folks listening might already know but I don't have the traditional route of a psychology student as I think people would think like I'm not going into research specifically I'm not trying to be a therapist as like some people might assume or a counselor I'm actually trying to go into the creative field but the transfer community is super open about that because they're like yeah the transfer experience is like limitless you can do anything like you can go 
from being a nurse to being like a surgeon if you wanted to like it doesn't like it's just limitless and as long as you have the drive to learn like I you can do anything and I love that I so agree so this is related and this might be your answer you might have just given the answer to this question but what is the one thing that you want society family who maybe don't understand the transfer experience to understand about the transfer experience that it's all limitless <laughs> yes you're very right to kind of just answer it really is just so limitless i'm even considering going back to community college now to get an associates in design because why not you know like my bachelor's isn't serving me the way i might want to and i might just want to take classes for fun and just go back I, I just, yeah, the transfer experience is, and community college and anything like that. And it doesn't even have to be community college. I know that was what I've been saying and what you guys all, y'all have heard a lot of. But um, if you're from an institution that you don't like, I, I hope you have the courage to maybe transfer into another one and really give yourself the learning experience that you deserve and that you want. Because that's also a transfer experience. But it's all limitless. You know, it's your education. And uh, I don't want people to be ever bounded by money, by, you know, feeling that they're stopped by any force because they're not. You can do it. If we hadn't already named this podcast episode Transferring is Dope, (laughs) we would have named it It's All Limitless. (laughs) So, Nina, all that to say... It was amazing hearing about your story and and getting to hear about your experience and what you feel like the world should know about transferring. And um, thank you so much, truly, for sharing that with us. We really loved hearing it. Um, So thank you, Nina. And we hope you would listen and join us for the other episodes that have been released as well of the Transfer Nation podcast and videocast. There are so many amazing stories that have already been discussed in some of our previous episodes in addition to this one and there's a lot of amazing things that will be coming out soon that we hope you can tune in and listen to thank you so much for joining and listening to our podcast today and as always in transfer pride thank you so much for listening to continue the transfer conversation be sure to join the transfer nation facebook group at tinyurl.com slash we are transfer nation you can also follow us on Instagram at WeAreTransferNation and on Twitter at TransferPride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash TNationTube. If you have ideas for future episodes of the TransferNation videocast and podcast, please email us at WeAreTransferNation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in Transfer Pride.